The coronavirus has no doubt had an impact on the ways we connect with young people. But as believers, we know that Jesus left the 99 for the one. Our first and last priority in reaching young people is relationship. Even in quarantine, that doesn't change. Listen as we unpack practicing deep ministry in a digital world that's stretching us thin. Welcome back to the Learning and Community Podcast, episode one. Uno. It is official. What, what? This is our first episode, and this week we are taking a look at what deep ministry is. So, Josh. What's up? Big question. What is it? What is deep ministry? Deep ministry. You want, like, a definition, or you want, like, a practical? Give me a practical definition. Practical definition, great. I'm good at those. Okay. So the practical definition of deep ministry, I would say, and you can disagree, but okay. I would say practically deep ministry means the kids you are working with are being their truest selves, telling you all their mess, telling you all their secrets, all the stuff that their parents don't know that they're doing, but they're doing. Mm-hmm. When you get to that part of relationship where they're confiding in you things that, well, they're sin. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that is deep ministry and that should be a mark of you have a deep relationship. Yeah. No, that's good. I think, th- I mean, I think that's true in deep relationships that I have with people in my life, just as a peer, like peer to peer, having people in your life that you can be your authentic self with mm-hmm. at YRC, we call them authentic Christ sharing relationships, yep, right? Yep. ACSR. Yep. Okay. The acronyms. Okay. We love, <laughs> we love a good acronym at YRC. Yeah, I don't disagree with you. I think that real deep, authentic relationship uh, looks like you being able to be completely real. Um, and on the other side of it, not just kids being able to be real, but also us being able to be real, knowing our own stories mm-hmm. and being willing to share appropriately. Yeah. And that also feeling really comfortable with the ways that Jesus intersects in our lives and being upfront and real about that from the jump. Yeah. If you are in a relationship with a kid and you don't talk to them at all about your relationship with Jesus, like it never comes up naturally, yeah. then that might be a cue to check yourself. How is God moving in your life? Yeah. What's he doing in your life? Because it should feel really natural in any relationship. It really should. If that's the type of relationship you have with Jesus. And yeah. to me, that's like when you are going deep with somebody and you're in deep relationship with them, that part of it feels really natural too. The yeah. Christ sharing part of it. Yeah. It makes sense. Like if they're being, telling their deep stuff and you're sharing your deep stuff, Jesus should come into that, especially mm-hmm. being a believer, because Jesus should be in those that deep stuff with you. Right. So it's just, like you said, it's a natural segue. And if you haven't got to that point, then maybe, one, check yourself, and two, maybe your relationship isn't as deep as you would think yeah. it is. Right. And, and we want depth, not just for the sake of depth either. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking about... Just from a practical perspective, it's more effective ministry. Mm. You know, like say that, say that. The type of ministry that you're doing uh, when you are willing to go deep with a kid, it it might take more time. Yeah. And it might stretch you in ways that are a little bit more uncomfortable Mm -hmm. than just doing an upfront 
ministry to 50 kids once a week. Yeah. And to be honest, like, I think that that spreads you really thin. And I'm not trying to be spread thin. Like, I, I really want to see transformation take place. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean that I'm going to see every kid I'm in a relationship with come to know Jesus right off the bat. But it does mean that I'm patiently digging and planting seed. Yeah. I don't know a lot about agriculture, but <laughs> everything I know about agriculture comes from the Bible. But I'd be like, it's the difference between, you know, old dude taking a handful of seeds and just throwing them all over the place, you know, mm-hmm. like let them scatter where they may versus like somebody like going row by row and like planting with intention, you know? Mm-hmm. And so to me, deep ministry is effective in that way because what you're planning will have a better chance of taking root when you're taking time to be deep as opposed to just like throwing that handful of seeds. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, throwing it out to... I mean, we keep throwing it, somebody get it. But question, I agree with you mm-hmm. on that. Why do you think we don't do deep ministry? I actually think that that's a really natural question that can come up for a lot of folks because it feels kind of like we're in between a rock and a hard place a lot of times. I mean, we have this language at Youth for Christ, right, that is like... We want authentic Christ-sharing relationships. But on the other side of that, we have this big goal of reaching 100,000 lost Mm -hmm. young people. Mm -hmm. And so that can feel like, at first glance, like those are contradictory to one another. Mm -hmm. Like if we're supposed to be reaching the every, in quotation marks, how can that be true when we're also trying to have this deep ministry? Mm -hmm. And in my mind, those two can exist really well together when we invite more people into the mission. Mm -hmm. And that's what I think is the hardest thing. It is hard. I mean, it looks nicer for to have like, oh, like you said, like those 50 kids at club than to have like, oh, I only go deep with four kids. But I always like the saying, like I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies. Hmm. Just those quarters are worth a lot more than 100 pennies. Mm -hmm. And so I think it does take a reshaping of our minds and like what our um, true motives are to have deep ministry instead mm-hmm. of just, hey, let me spread out and reach the every. No, okay, but I feel what you're saying in the sense that, well, first of all, you can't use pennies in the vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. That is a true statement. But for real, deep ministry and where we sit with it is an opportunity to reevaluate our priorities mm-hmm. and, and ensure that our priorities are aligned with the Father. Mm-hmm. And here's the other thing, that 100,000, they need deep ministry. They yes. need deep relationship. So that means that we need more leaders. Like, that's just the facts. <laughs> that is true. I even think, so even hearing you say align with the Father, because I think a lot of times, like, yes, God wants no man to perish. That's in Scripture. And God, mm-hmm. you know, goes out to everybody. I believe that. But I think we've taken that on when I don't think that's our assignment. Yeah. Because I look at the story of the Good Samaritan, and we always put ourselves in the role of the Good Samaritan. Mm. When, again, Savior is already taken. Mm. Jesus is the Good Samaritan. We are supposed to be the innkeeper who just takes care of the person that he's already healed. Come on. And that takes deep ministry. Mm. I think we need to get aligned with that scripture right? instead of aligned with all the pressures that come from us of like, oh, I got to have this many and that many. And yeah. We got to get to every. And like, one, we're not good enough to get to every. Mm-hmm. And again, that's Jesus's job. Our job is to be faithful with the ones that he gave us, right. which means taking care of them, which means deep ministry. Right. Yeah. Like it is very clear where the need is, yeah. you know, take care of the ones that are in front of you Yeah. and do that very well. That's and I good. think at the, when we see Jesus, he say, good job, my good and faithful servant, mm-hmm. not my good and famous servant, my Come good on. And faithful servant, be faithful with a little. That's right. 
what what does deep ministry look like for you and your boys right now? Because so, you're going deep with like how many guys right now? I would say two right now. That looks like I talk to them every week on the phone, um, through text message, social media. I drop food off at their house. This is what that looks like. It means that one, almost like friendship. Just mm-hmm. like, hey, we're just checking in, just talking. It's normal for me to call them. It's normal for me to text them. Um, it's normal for me to ask them, how are you doing? Mm-hmm. Um, and I just think those reps has built like this deep relationship. But that just came through contacting and talking and just being a normal person. Totally. Not necessarily. Don't come with an agenda. Like we literally get on a Zoom call every Thursday and we just live our life on Zoom call. Nobody's yeah. looking at the camera. They're playing video games. I'm chasing my kids but we're just talking yeah. um, the whole time so and that's built like this deep relationship in this quarantine time what about you describe a deep relationship that you have right now well we launched Lincoln Ministry like right before all this so <laughs> literally the weekend before yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm like I feel really blessed that we got to develop initial relationship with kids and so there's a, a girl that I connected with um, during that time and then her friend that's been hanging out with her pretty regularly and what's crazy, I, I was at a girl's house yesterday. I was dropping off um, her financial management notebook and uh, some food. And I, it was our first time meeting face-to-face. And so this is our, the girl's friend, right? We had just met over the phone. This is our first time meeting face-to-face. And she starts unloading all this stuff. Like, it's clear that she has no other deep relationships mm-hmm. in her life. Like, she is listing off people in her life that are important to her. It's like me and her grandma. And I was like, and I never met this girl face to face. (laughs) And it's funny because like kids are so desperate for Mm -hmm. real relationship. Mm -hmm. Like they are so desperate for authenticity. They are so desperate for somebody who loves Jesus to come and sit with them in their mess. Yeah. And be be willing to not like tear it apart or judge them or try to set them on the right track or not coming with an agenda. Yeah. Because we hope for all those things. I hope. For like beautiful, wonderful abundance for her, yeah. But I don't come like, assuming that I can bring that. Like yeah. you said, the Savior seat is taken. <laughs> yeah, it's taken. But I hope I can introduce her to my friend Jesus, yeah. right? Like in that process. So yeah, it's been really cool, just like practically showing up in her life. This girl that I just met, right? And she's sharing these really deep wounds that she has, you know, over text and then in person. So yeah, I mean, it sounds so simple, but I think. That's what's so good about it, right? Yeah, yeah. And like you said, like kids are desperate for somebody to be in their life. Mm-hmm. And I think we do a disservice when we try to be in multiple kids' life. Like we spread ourselves thin and don't say, like, hey, you're important enough for me to focus on. Right. And you have enough issues in your life mm-hmm. where it's going to take more than me yeah. to actually help you through it. <laughs> right, you know what I'm right, saying? right. And so, um, but I think when we, I think kids reciprocate when they feel like focused on or when they feel cared for yeah. because they open up, they right. share. And again, if kids are sharing with you, that means that there's a deep relationship there. So at the end of every episode, we're doing a segment called Take Three, where we provide three quick takeaways you can process throughout the week. When it comes to deep ministry, what do we need to know practically, Josh? The first one would be Consistency is key. If you are not consistent, don't expect deep. So I would say consistency means you are contacting this person, this kid every week. You are praying for them consistently. You are just being there Mm -hmm. um, consistently pursuing them and trying to 
be in their space or be in some type of relationship with them. Put in your calendar, set a reminder, and just do it. Whether they answer or not, just consistently pursuing them. Yep. And, I mean, if you've been calling for two months, you can let it go. <laughs> but, um, you know, keep calling, keep texting, yeah. and uh, give them time. But yeah. your consistency will pay off. Your faithfulness will pay off. Mm-hmm. No, that's so true. Yeah, I would say number two, following consistency, is ask good questions. Mm. It does not get any more practical than that. And I, I can speak from experience <laughs> that I asked terrible questions. Like I, I drove this girl home. I drove her home every single week for two years. And I asked the same question every time we got in the car. I said two, uh, two things. I said, what are you listening to this week? What music are you listening to? She answered the same answer every week. She's like, I don't know. <laughs> and I said, how was your day? She said, fine. <laughs> terrible questions. Terrible questions. So what asking good questions means is, number one, know your kid. Mm -hmm. You don't have to know everything, but what you do know, start taking notes so that you can ask really specific questions. That's how you begin to build deep relationship. Mm -hmm. I know grown adults who don't do that peer-to-peer. Amen. So really asking good questions is a major key to getting to know a kid, but also making them feel known. Yeah, I I like that. The third one I would say is be a learner. Mm. There's... And there's men you can say this, but I think a lot of times adults, we come in looking at kids like, I'm going to give you these answers. When really and truly you haven't done the legwork to Mm -hmm. even get the opportunity or the right to speak into that kid's life. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that I've learned is have to be a learner. Look, there's a lot of things that kids are into that I'm just not into. (laughs) And honestly, I don't even know what they're talking about. (laughs) They listen to music. um Little pump, little pump, little Uzi, little Takashi six nine vert. I don't know them <laughs> people. There's just a lot of things that they listen to these people, and I can tell you they make my ears bleed. Like listening to, it. I think it's horrible. Like just put that out there. I like rap, but I don't like that stuff. Um, it's horrible. But they actually appreciate when I was like, all right, give me a song. I'm gonna go listen to it. Yeah. And it may be laced with a bunch of foolishness. I'm not going to go to hell for listening to that. Right. Um, I can listen to it for 30 seconds, but at least I was able, like, to the kids, the fact that I took time to actually, like, listen to it and ask them, like, okay, why do you listen to this? What does this even mean? Mm-hmm. Um, was a learner. It showed them, like, one, he's interested in learning from me, so maybe I can be interested in learning from him. But just be a learner because it's going to make you, one, better, well-rounded, and it's going to make you have a connection with a kid, which is what you're trying to do. Right. You're not going to go to hell, and it's not a waste of time to actually enter into their world. And totally. figure out what makes them tick. Well, and oftentimes I've found kids teach me stuff. A lot of time. Not even just, I mean, about their the world that they're existing in, but like, Jesus be dropping some gems <laughs> For real. through kids. Like I, the, some of the things that kids have said to me have moved the spirit in me, have convicted me, have sent me into scripture. You know what I'm saying? Have reminded me like, Josh, didn't you say God said this? So why are you tripping? <laughs> like, dang, I, yes. I didn't even know you followed Jesus. Why are you listening? Like, right. like, <laughs> I agree with you completely. And, and that's our pride though, that gets in the way and has us coming in. Like we hold the power mm-hmm. or we have all that there is to teach and know. Yep, again, Savior is already taken. Come on. You are not it. You That's can right. be a learner. And kids have a lot to offer mm-hmm. and a lot to teach you. And don't yeah. expect for them to listen to you if you're not going to listen to them. Mm. That's good. That's good. So our take three this week, we've got consistency, asking good questions, and be a learner.
y'all for tuning in to the Learning and Community Podcast from Tacoma Area YFC. You can find us on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and on TacomaYFC.org. You'll also find notes to any resources referenced in the episode description on any and all platforms.